Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is our episode 85, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, week one in our next seven weeks of podcasting. Um, f- followed by well, all seven, I suppose, the next six Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah. And we might even throw the other two in as well. I'm not sure. Freddy versus Jason. We could yes. throw that in the mix. And we could yeah. I love throw that, that terrible. Well, no, we could throw that remake in it. That has its well, wasn't, wasn't there. Did, doesn't <laughs> Freddy appear in. I, I don't know much about this film, but like, what, is it Wes Craven's New Nightmare? Yeah. Doesn't he appear yeah, in that? That's, yeah. That's, that, that, that's the last official yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street that they made with like Robert England. Right. That is that's part of my box set. I think mm. that one's in there. Yeah, probably in yours, Larry. Yeah, and yours, Jess. When I get it to you. Mm-hmm. Um. So tonight we got Jess with us. Hello. You in? Hello. And Larry. Hello. Yes, I've had a busy weekend. I've been to the cinema twice. Once yesterday, and once a few hours ago. Not long at all. So, been rushing around trying to get ready for the podcast because now we're you know. We're doing it at seven, so it's more of a children's show these days. Um, <laughs> so, no swearing. No. Fuck. Swearing. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> there you go, children at home. Oh, um, my mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have we been up to this week? Um, I've been pretty, I've actually had a really busy week, and then I discovered this that view. Did cinema tickets for five pounds, and it's about twenty minutes from my house. The cinema, so I thought I'd go and watch the Black Phone yesterday with my son Ollie. Um, he enjoyed it. There's a few jump scares in it, but we'll talk about that later. And then today we want to see Jurassic World Dominion um, with the other two boys, um, and that was all right as well. And I'll talk about that later. So, what you guys been up to, Jess? uh working and yeah i went out last night with some friends got home at like half three we call that out on the lash is that right <laughs> <laughs> is that what we call it a gay, a gay bar well, yeah yeah yep. what which one is the, that, is them, the edge yeah okay it's uh, one of the best clubs in town so yeah i love oh. what they've done with it, it looks oh, really so cool. good. yeah love it yeah, uh, and I've been playing a new game which I'll talk about later because I haven't watched much. So, oh, okay, is this a yeah. PC game or a board yeah, game like Monopoly? <laughs> no, Monopoly, Monopoly by itself, <laughs> yeah, <it's> just, <laughs> that's the way pieces. to win, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Ewan? Uh, I've been, I've been do, doing much, just job work as usual. Um, I sort of went out for like when I say out, I mean literally just outside of the flat, not not like nightclubbing or whatever. But okay. I literally sort of exited the flat and sort of like walked along the um, sort of a bit the Victorian embankment by the Thames, which is quite, which is quite nice. Uh, it, was, it was quite nice to just sort of read there, although the wind was sort of like picking up. But I was annoyed, right, because I've got this thing for some reason. I've had I've had hay fever for years and years and years, but for now for some reason, it's this year when it takes the form of coughing rather than you know, sneezing or eye itching or whatever. So 
I get to this point where I sit on sit on a bench quite comfortable in front of the Thames, quite a nice view of Big Ben and um, London Eye and stuff like that. And then I just go into this massive coughing fit. And I'm just like, yeah. I can't stay here because people just think I've got COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just like, I just have to go. I just have to go. And I just had to, I just go. Back. But I had to do some shopping anyway. So it's fine. But yeah. So pretty boring week. Is it expensive in that neck of the woods to do like, uh, like local shopping? Uh, not. I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I just shop at like Tesco's. I, I don't go anywhere fancy. It's just sort of, um, I, I think I think the rates are roughly the same depending on how inflation's going at the moment, which I've heard is not, not going I just, well. I always remember like are, going, going to McDonald's in London. It was like cost twice as much. Now, yeah, I suppose I suppose those those places. I mean, I haven't had a problem with McDonald's, but yeah, as, you're, as you say, Lawrence, like pubs and... Yeah, that's um, the big place. So you find the Yeah, yeah. They tend to, especially like round my way in like sort of central London, they sort of tend to, to, to tend to rise, raise the prices. But luckily, I, I, I don't go out too much. So it's usually just to the supermarket, so it's usually fine. I've noticed that even like Weatherspoons come mm. here compared to Bournemouth. In Bournemouth, it's like a pound more expensive for everything. Mm. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The one in, I, can't, I went to Weatherspoons in London not too, not too long ago, but I can't really remember the, like, the prices because I haven't been to one down here in a bit. I think so. You don't remember the experience. Really I, don't, experience I just don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't remember. I walked in, came out like, what? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> so, Larry. I've actually watched quite a lot of stuff, um, which I'll go over at, at the end. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I've, yeah, and then obviously just played a bit more of that Jurassic World evolution and finished my park. Um, but, yeah. Oh. Some... Is, it, is it doing well? financially <laughs> uh, it's financially yeah it's just all the little buggers keep breaking out and it's just like oh, oh. we have to shut it's almost like they didn't learn the first time <laughs> no <laughs> or the second wow not that brings back memories um okay should we crack on with this film so you know we're trying to build up to this hundred episodes so that's seven or eight or nine episodes Last week's didn't do as well, Friday the 13th, you know. Maybe the public are more, they like the Evil Dead more than Friday the 13th. It's just an I, I, I think also, like, Sam Raimi's been, like, yeah. used anyway. Yeah. So it might be just his his name attached, yeah. attached to it. Yeah. We just got to keep saying as well with this one, we'll just be like Stranger Things, Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street. Stranger, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. Stranger, and then Stranger every so things. often, just say, Sam Raimi. And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you have to put it in. Is that how YouTube yeah. works? Is it just picks it's how up keywords what work? Well, well, I don't oh, know. Okay. Or just do like a transcript of the whole podcast and then put the, put the words in bold. <laughs> is, it, is it images as well? Or it, I don't know. And. Uh, yeah, I'm not well, sure. If I'll put that one on. Yeah, oh, maybe we God. get more of that. No? <laughs> Just every time. <laughs> right? That one? Yeah. yeah so, no, right, that, that could work. So, and Not Around Elm Street is our episode 85. I'm directed by Wes Craven. Um, what other films has Wes Craven done? Well, it's Hills of Eyes. The Hills of Eyes. Was it Scream that he did? Scream, he yes, did, yeah. Scream, Scream movies. Um, so I come really unprepared today. I've got some notes, but trying to remember all the Wes Craven films, he's um, done quite a few. He yeah. also was he also was in weird bit of trivia knowledge, but he was in um, 
what's it called? Jay and Silent Bob strike back because oh, is then, it, is because then Jay and Silent Bob show up in Scream Three because it's the yeah same. I know that I know that yeah because yeah, 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 yeah. it's meant to be that they're the same day which right. I think is oh, brilliant because they're two yeah. completely separate films but I yeah. just love how Wes Craven was like yeah go on then <laughs> yeah. but I guess because like both the films are kind of like metatextual I guess they're yeah sort of like yeah so I guess yeah they try and move yeah put it together like that <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> So yeah, Wes Craven. Um, it starred uh, Robert England as Freddy Krueger. England, isn't it? Johnny Depp as Glenn Lance. Heather Langenkamp as Nancy, um, and John Saxon as Don Thompson. Oh God, I'm terrible today. I really have not done <laughs> my hard work. I am because because normally it's all here and, and and written down. So budget of one million, box office of fifty seven. Rotten Tomatoes. I was looking at up earlier and then forgot. Um, I think it's eighties. I'm going to double check and let's start. Wouldn't surprise me. The it's, it's I love. The, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think yeah. most of them are actually really good. It's just only the the very latter half of them that I think it loses its way. I think I've only yeah. seen one and two. Oh, um, you need to see three. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, Dream Warriors. yeah. I think I remember you say recommending. I, I wasn't. I, I I was fine with two, but I was like, oh, do I? I'm really bothered with three. But yeah, and then yeah, the name Dream Warriors just, yeah. just it just sounds like something from Disney Channel or something. No, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It it it's like it channels that very Stranger Things element to it. Right. So like with, I mean, I know we're not talking about the third one, but yeah, that's why you should watch it because okay. it has that dynamic. <laughs> It's ninety five percent fresh. Oh, that's good. Lovely. So it's, it's, it's just a classic, isn't it? Yeah. If you can hear a load of screaming, that was my son. Um, I couldn't hear it. I, 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 I could hear Maybe it. it's in your head, Kev. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah, a Freddy. It's it's in there all yeah. the time. Yeah. You're not awake. Time. You're you're, you're yeah. asleep right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they're kicking footballs at my office. This is ridiculous. <laughs> just tell it. I can't swear. At them, so. All right, I'm gonna have to close the window. Just halfway through the podcast, this is the football so unprofessional. <laughs> I've got no, no, I've got kids shouting and screaming outside. Never happened before. Oh. Um, <coughs> yes, now, <laughs> okay. In 1981, teenager Tina Gray awakens from a terrifying nightmare where a disfigured man wearing a blade fixed glove attacks her in a boiler room. Um, and that's pretty much the film. There you go. So it's a guy running around. <laughs> Should we end it there? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Running around, trying to kill people in their dreams. And why? Because why not? their child parents... Their, yeah, he was a child murderer. He wasn't a paedophile, though, was he? Yeah. Well, no. Well, no. no they, they, well, technically, he wasn't. Think, no, I always I thought, thought that he was. Especially well, when it, you watch... I, I don't know if it was considered canon, but if you watch um, uh, Nightmare, uh, Freddy versus Jason, mm. the opening to that film goes more into his backstory where he, you know, takes the photos. And I think at one point he ends up licking the photos. Like, yeah, well, so I think I always thought it was heavily implied. Well, that well, he, well yeah, I, I, well, I, well yeah. I think, I think that's right. I think it was heavily implied, but I think um, when they were, making the movie or when he was writing the script or something i think at the time there was like a series of like um uh pedophile incidents or or, or something in in the country that oh, was about. so either okay i want to get away from the 
the sort of molesting angle and just go for like child murder yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But you're right. There are so many things in the first one where it's like, especially with the the when she has the phone and it like the receiver turns into a mouth the and the tongue tries to get. Oh, so yeah. it is it is heavily implied, but it's not explicit. in the bath in um, the bath as well. Oh yeah, the, the bath. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it just. That, that, I mean, that's a hot. That I mean, that is horrific. I mean, that, that's that's one of those iconic horror shots, yeah. isn't it? They're just like you know, when she's how old is she in the bath then? Well, she's in eighteen, nineteen, is she? Well, she's in the character is about fifteen, isn't she? I was because her, her friend, her friend was reported to being fifteen, um, which is quite an interesting. So I'm I'm not entirely sure if that would be. Uh, quite allowed nowadays i'm not i'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, I'm not sure it's, it's, it's quite interesting watching because especially when we compare it to um friday the 13th from last last time mm. um it, it's quite funny how you can see that in nightmare on elm street I, I think all the women are treated quite well to be honest i i think they're quite um they're quite well-rounded characters and um it, even though that they, they you know some of them like come out with uh little on it's i i feel like it's not exploitative or it's not it's not sort of like with that sort of leering male gaze like compared to like last week where it's just like get your tits out it's just sort mm. of like um with this that, it's was, more... that was more artistic last week though you have to <laughs> yeah yeah it was well an aesthetic decision yes. yeah. <laughs> framing wise just... <laughs> I the water skiing it was Perfectly shot, wasn't it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, differing opinions on the Bones Horror Podcast. <laughs> but um, but I I, I actually but they look um, older than fifteen to me. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I'm assuming the actors are older than fifteen. Yeah, I think they were about twenty one. I think. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, Johnny mm. Depp certainly was at least yeah. twenty. Well, she yeah. looks in a mirror at one point and refers to herself as looking old by saying that, oh, God, I look like I'm 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did think that was yeah. a great... I think mean, that was a joke, and it was a great joke. And I loved yeah. it. Because I've, I've heard that from people already in a similar vein. I, I remember I, I hung out with... a. No, not not creepily. I was invited. <laughs> but I, was, I, I hung out with a bunch of sort of 23, 24-year-olds. And... Um, um, I'm 27 myself, and they were talking about someone else, and they say, like, "Oh yeah, they're so old. They're like 27 now." And I'm just like, "Yeah, <sighs> I know. I've heard, I, yeah, I've heard. I've heard similar ones like that. It's like, oh, you're near. You're nearing there. You're so old. It's like, <laughs> how do I? How do I feel with you guys? Jesus. Yeah, I know. I know. I to, we were all the same age on this podcast once. Now I'm the old one. Terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> for a second, I thought. Don't ask me why, but for a second there, I thought you meant we, as in yeah, all of you, us, wow, were the same age. Dredge, I was like, yeah, yeah. the changing of the podcast. Um, yeah, it's oh yeah, the, the the podcast has really got you down to aging you about thirty years. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, I love this film. I watched it last night. So I went to uh, watch The Black Phone, which is quite intense at times. Um, and then I got home and I watched this because I bought a new box set, a new Blu-ray box set. Um, it's really actually a really good copy. Um, really looked good. So I watched that last night. And, and also there was three or four different endings. I don't know if you've hmm. seen them. I've seen one of them. The yeah, there's a happy ending, ending a Freddy ending, a... Scary ending and some other ending. Um, so I watched the last night, and yeah, it, it was it was great. And it's only what is an hour and a half. It wasn't it wasn't too yeah. long. Um, yeah, it did the job. So uh, 
Well, thanks, Dan. <laughs> oh, poor Larry. Dan, Dan's uh, on the podcast, so nice to see you, Dan. <laughs> Dan's just said, thought Larry was at least 40. Well, guess I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes sometimes I mistake that as well. Oh, <laughs> I just look in the mirror. Yeah, well. literally. I wake up and I'm just like, oh, shit. Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's some great kill scenes, but, you know, again, I could rattle on about it, but I'm really keen to know what Jess thinks about it. Because <laughs> really it's a first it. watch, Jess, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. any of them. So um, so this is going to be great them. for you, and they do gradually get worse, I think. Oh, brilliant. Uh, can't wait so, for that. Uh, yes. That was good. I liked it. Um, there was some interesting... I think... You know when there was a few scenes where like a door was broken down or a window and he would just fly through it. Yeah. Um, those yeah, those kind of got me a few times. So it was quite funny. Uh, but yeah, no, I really like this film actually. He's also not on really screen. Yeah, he's not on screen that much, is he, Freddie? In this? No. This mm. uh, or like I, I, half the time he's a bit kind of distorted or kind of hidden. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I I really like that. I actually forgot because I haven't seen. I, I think I've seen the film a couple of times before. Um, and um, uh, I forgot how how much space is in between his scenes, Freddie's scenes. And I actually, you know, watching it again, it makes you realise how how brilliant that is. Because I think you can go overboard when you're just sort of like when you've got like that ultimate villain, but to have him sparingly dotted mm. through, and you're not sure when he's going to come out or stuff. And I also love I, I love with Freddie that he's such a sort of even though I, I I still find him quite frightening, but he's also quite funny as well. Yeah, just and I th- I think Wes Craven. I, th- I think that is that is very intentional, especially when you got like shots where there's like a really narrow tree, and he just pops up from like uh, from like behind the find that really narrow tree. It's such yeah. a sort of cartoonish kind of kind of dynamic, and I think it's really funny as well as as well as frightening. Well, you um, said it. You said it as well with the characters, and I think that's one thing I really like about the film as well because the film as well doesn't take a year to get into it. The opening shot is like you know you get an establishing shot of the city. And then it's Tina running through and she sees a lamb and it just like goes past her and you're there like, what is going on? Like if yeah. it's, and then it establishes itself very quickly. Um, and I think that it's, it's, I like the fact how you almost get invested with Tina, but then obviously Tina is then murdered in her sleep by Freddie. And then it almost, it completely switches itself. Like, oh no, this story isn't about Tina. It's Nancy's story. Um, and this film has one of, if not my favourite uh, death on screen of a character, which is Johnny Depp's. Um, oh, right, yeah. I, I love it. And I love the reaction of like the police officers because, you know, he gets he falls asleep, gets sucked into into the yeah. bed. And then, yeah, it's almost like a blender. Of blood, yeah. just I, I, I think I, but I, but I think I prefer the um, the first death, like Nina's death. I mean, mainly because it, um, because it was so obvious. I mean, I, I it, it's obvious now, um, seeing it again, but um, it mimics a death that happens in the latest Stranger, just Stranger Things, or at least Stranger Things, yeah, for yeah. it's essentially took that scene and sort of made it their own sort of thing. But I, I really love the scene where, like, I, th- I think it's Nina is just literally just taken from her bed, just thrown across the ceiling, and it's so sort of it's really really graphic um which is and it's, it's it's quite interesting to me how that scene was much more effective 
I mean, I, I hate to bring up the remake of Friday the 13th again, but <laughs> you, you look at the remake of Friday the 13th, it's like literally just, you know, blood everywhere, you know, sitting and, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, that's fine. That was part of the torture porn era of that, of that time. But when you look at that scene in Friday the 13th, probably more blood, and yet it's somehow better done and it's more effective yeah. and atmospheric and it's creepy um, it's really creepy and edited brilliantly i'm not sure how yeah. they managed they clearly like made the set in a way which like i don't know in, in verses yeah no it's a it's a much. it's a move it's a moving set but right, yeah the i forget his name but the her boyfriend who is in the corner watching i believe mm. is harnessed into the wall right, so for yeah. him he's getting spun around with it but the camera's obviously to, to us it just doesn't look like that's how she's able to like move herself around yeah um and just, just the sort of i, I mean <coughs> I, I quite i quite liked her her boyfriend as well because it's kind of like it's it's kind of like an, an amalgam of like michael jackson during that era as well as like a, i don't know a west side story character with like, yeah, yeah. Pain and everything you know <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah I, I i quite enjoyed him uh and it was sort of um and, and yeah, I mean, I, I thought all the deaths were done really well. They were all really surprising. And I love that. I I really love that conflict, that that sort of like, um, again, it's it's sort of like going off sort of monster in the house sort of situation. But it's it's the fact that you can't really escape or you don't know if you're in a dream or not. And but he doesn't. Wes Craven doesn't overstate that in any way. Like, like you know, like a lot of films about dreams do. It's like, but it's like, um like up to the very end you're like you're like not entirely sure um yeah. and i think all the all the sort of dreamlike elements like going up the stairs and then she like it's like turns out i don't know some sort of like um i don't know quicksand on the steps so she's like yeah. falling through and Ooh. stuff and it's it's so sort of um effective because you don't know the rules of this world really you're sort of you're sort of working by um a sort of freddy's creation and how he does it it, it makes you wonder why how freddy isn't just able to get them but i think i i think it might be the kind of i don't know the joy of the hunt they, sort of situation they do the go well they yeah. go over they go over that in the later films um that it's almost if i remember right it's almost like where he's condemned to hell he can mm. it, the the dreams is almost like where they allow themselves to go into that space where he where it's his domain almost so hence why like when she pulls him out it's that thing of i'll bring him over to like our kind of world whereas yeah. he always brings the kids into we his. see this we see this is the thing is that i'm i'm not entirely sure if i'm uh looking forward to watching those those sequels only because <laughs> i feel like i i like it that a, a lot of it is like not explained as well as the fact that i i, I like the idea that it's like freddie knew all along because you've got you've got you've got that ending where, I mean, it's so, so obviously um, like fab fabricated or artificial in, in, in yeah. some way, where she like where 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 she like leaves the house and it's like, <laughs> and the mum's like, oh, I'm gonna stop drinking. I was like, oh, great. yeah. That's and then Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp's yeah, in the car, Johnny, like, hey, Johnny come Depp's on. Like, yeah, yeah, the car, and the car's like, you know, dressed in Freddy gear, and then and then and then Freddy like takes the mum out of the out. That's a brilliant. I really yeah. love that shot. I mean, yeah. it, like it, it, it's weird because I mean. Well, I, I think maybe the first time I watched it, I thought it was kind of like that shot where she's like sucked through the door. It it was kind of like, I don't know, a bit clunky or basic, but I, I watch it now and it's like, I, I find it so effective. I, I think it's really fun and just sort of like, I don't know, really instant. Um, and um, 
and I like the fact that you're you're then walked back into that uncertainty of like um whether Freddie's dead or not and it's like and he's, he's still there even though you can't and I think um I, I think I think when I watched it the first time I I didn't like the ending because I thought it was obviously it was obvious sort of sequel bait which which I in, in a way it is but I think I prefer it now because I think I like that sort of inescapability I, I like that sort of like well, non-happy thing it's like in that. it's interesting you you say that though about the sequel bait because the second one um has like other than nancy's house that is all boarded up um from the first film that they're completely separate characters and the story is something why when we talk about the second one the second one is an odd for me an odd choice of why they went that direction with it mm. um but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think I, I love this film and it, it's not too quick. It it doesn't ever feel like it's rushed. And I don't know, I feel, I always find that when I watch it, there's a huge sense of terror towards the end when Nancy's almost confined to her room. Mm. Because in any, you know, and she's got the coffee pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love, I, I love that as well because I, because I, you can see, you can see like with, um, you can see Craven has researched a lot into dreams. I mean, not, I mean, obviously, but you can, but it's, it's really nice seeing like those little elements about, you know, um, it, it was funny when she said, um, I've gone seven days without sleep, but the record is 11. But I, I mean, I, I've read a book recently about dreaming and, and stuff like that. And it's like, by day seven, you'd be hallucinating like like hell. I mean, you'd mm. be, uh, which I guess is kind of, which kind of fits in with Place, Freddie, yeah. but, I, but she definitely wouldn't be that sort of conscious, if you know what I mean, if, if that mm. was the case. But, you know, it's fine. But it's, um, yeah. Well, I also as well, I, I was... <laughs> Uh, obviously this was a while ago but managed to go to uh universal studios for the horror nights and they were doing friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street so you could walk all the way through camp crystal lake um and see all the sets and everything and i walking through nancy's house (laughs) was just uh, surreal because you can walk around the whole house go to her room with the bars on and everything and you're just like and it's you literally obviously have actors jumping out and trying to scare you but just walking down like the steps and you like they've done it so well it's just yeah. kind of surreal so when i watch it i always think of that like yeah fuck that house i don't want to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which again uh, they which again they sorry they um stranger things pull so much from not mm. i don't i don't want to say pull they're cl- clearly very inspired and they do yeah it yeah season. well yeah exactly right every like season the house. Like almost yeah yeah in the house and boarded sort up of... and yeah, I mean that that's the sort of thing with Stranger Things that they sort of I I mean I'm, I'm not going to reduce it to the fact that they, like, like they pick one movie for each season but sometimes it, mm. it, it 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 I mean especially with this one where it is like you know it does it is to do with dreams or at least to do with sort of like climbing into your fears in your head yeah. and stuff like that it's very um it, it it's very similar but it it's its own thing obviously it, it was but, like uh, it was like with season 2 of Stranger Things that was very like, very heavily kind of with Gremlins you know, yeah. keeping one of the demogorgons and trying to feed it and keep out with the light and all that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, yeah. Dan. Uh, he's just said Ewan's t-shirt well, equals ten bonus. Hashtag Colter mm-hmm. Vecna. Yes. As good as, as as good as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> well, where's that top from? So I should should I know this? Stranger, Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's uh, it's from Stranger oh. Things Four. It's what the um there's a club in the high school which the students attend, which is D&D. the Dungeons and Dragons club. But then um. But, but basically, the, the series goes into sort of like the satanic panic of the 1980s, and okay. uh, people sort of 
like go against them because they think they're you know a cult. It was heavily it was heavily believed, wasn't it, in the eighties that DMD yeah, it was, was like a, a wave of getting people into satanic cults, and they thought that yeah. because the game dealt in with America, them. in America, yeah, yeah, yeah. not there's not this, in England. There, no, that, I mean, there's this uh, great uh, documentary. Well, the, yeah, there's this great there's this great documentary called Hail sure. Satan, which is all about all about sort of satanism and how it was like widely misunderstood by a lot of people and um i think the satanic panic kind of arrived out of like um mainly sort of like the fear of communism in the 50s and the sort of raised belief in god in order to combat that communism and that sort of arrived in the 80s like oh my god they're playing dungeons dragons they're playing fantasy they're 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 obviously like sacrificing each other and some of that and where in where in reality it was like usually like groups of like kids teenagers a young adult you know even adults just being like we love fantasy and we want to play this cool game and people did get arrested. It was a, it was a weird it was a really weird time. <laughs> but but, yeah. but with like so with, but with going back to like with Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff, I do find though that um, when I rewatch this film a lot, and I, it'd be interesting to see what you guys think of this. But I kind of feel like the I always forget his name, but the the matey who did um, the new It. I feel as though he watched yeah. this, and when mm. there is some stuff that can be pulled over because these characters yeah. are quite similar in how they distort reality and and stuff but yeah it's just a shame because this film is so good and they do sadly no I, I personally think the third one doesn't but they do decrease in quality and well it is yeah i mean it's um i mean like going to the point with sort of it and stuff i mean it's sort of like um playing on sort of i guess psychological fears and nightmare on elm street does, does something very similar and mm. i think um I, I really like the sort of fact that a lot of the images are just really sort of scarily surreal. Like the first image you have of Freddy is sort of extended arms. And again, the, the, the sound design is amazing with the sort of nails going on the walls and stuff like that. And it's, uh, mm. um, and, and Wes Craven, I mean, I saw an interview with him. I, I saw like a making of thing. Um, and he talks so eloquently and it's funny because like films like this i mean mainly by me because i'm a massive snob but are often kind of like um sideline compared to you know quotes elevated horror and and stuff like that because they're often seen as something a bit more pulpy and uh, you know it it is quite pulpy in some ways but when you hear wes craven talk about how like his inspirations were certain elements like like his inspiration for the claw hand was like a mixture between like um he was saying oh yeah back to the sort of like uh the beginning of man when man was afraid that like a bear claw would come out suddenly and and, and rip his throat open and stuff like that and he talked yeah, so yeah. and he was talking about how he was like the inspiration behind like what um freddy krueger was wearing he was saying he read a book about um like uh colors and he was saying how red and green is the most like um uh obtrusive to the eyes and and then and stuff like that it's sort of um it's a really it's, it's really interesting when you've like taken those did, elements of did he and... did he in the documentary did he talk about what gave him the inspiration for the idea i, I love yes. i love i yes. love his explaining of what gave him the idea for it <laughs> Which yeah, is terrifying well, in itself. <laughs> well, it was it was two things. Was it? it was one he like came across like loads of new news stories about um, yeah. uh, uh, I think South Asian. 
people coming back from uh, I think labor camps or something and moving to America and they suddenly have like a lot of them just had nightmares like really really bad nightmares and then one of them suddenly died from having just a nightmare and that was part mm. of inspiration there was another one where he was like he, he was saying how he was like a kid and he looked, and looked out, out his the bedroom window. window and there was a man just staring at him yeah for, for ages. ages and, and he, he was and, like oh my god this is yeah. terrifying <laughs> and, and, he, and he, even he, like he went like went away from the window and counted to 100 and he went back yeah. to the window and he was and he still didn't, there didn't move at all yeah and he said and he was saying afterwards like well, obviously obviously nowadays i don't think it was a monster i think it was just someone who was drunk but he said it was like this guy clearly had a lot of pleasure from frightening children and i think that was his well, you know, inspiration for i i also love the little nod that he does in this film because wes craven plays the janitor oh i didn't know that yeah, he's uh, well, he's playing the yeah the janitor in the school in that one shot, and I also think as well this film does have equally one of the scariest bits in a horror where she hears Tina calling her in school, and she walks out into the um, hallway, and it's just oh, Tina in in the God, body bag. Yeah, the body it's just bag image frightening. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's her eyes and everything of just staring yeah. at her, and it's like <laughs> it's just awful. And again, another sad reality of with the remake they really went they they did what they did with that friday the 13th where they were like oh this is old this isn't scary but we'll take the idea but we'll just try and do something new with it and new is just over the top schlock mm. usually of the time it will get remade again won't it? but someone said I, they, want, they want him to make one more i think blumhouse well, may be involved He's... Well, there was a suggestion. There was I, I've only, I only read the headline, but there was a suggestion that Mike Flanagan wanted to do Ooh. um something to, something to do with with Nightmare on Elm Street. I just don't I want think... them to do a, a remake. Like I would, some, I don't. There are ways to do it, but I would love just a sequel, like yeah. well, a th- sequel think... to these films. Yeah. Well, I think England said he's got one more in him. Uh, yeah, I, that's I that's know. what I mean. Yeah. You could you could end, round it off and then be like, right. I hate it when they're doing these remakes where they're like, let's take the character and start from the beginning. And you're like, you know, I'm not a big fan of this film, but I I actually respect what the director and writers of the the new thing did. They were like, Mm. well, we could remake it. And they went, but why don't we do the prequel, the story that we never saw, but use updated and stuff effects. And I'd much prefer an idea where they try that then when they just decide to take uh, an old property and go let's just d- redo the scenes mm. oh wow Apparently Dan- dan's wow. walked past sting this weekend he didn't what, dare to say hi i'm assuming the guy from the police well, i'm thinking of a wrestler now and dan but was it? Uh, <laughs> but is Sting power metal? That's like, no, metal? I, don't, I don't think so. It's like, what's that? Pop music? British? What is it? Yeah, it was like, every move you make. That's the one. It's like yeah. still ground. Walking on the moon. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> but definitely an alien in New York or whatever isn't power metal. I know that. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So if you were going to rate this, because. This week, I thought well, I was looking at the, the the Rotten Tomatoes and and I saw a couple of well, there's a few one star reviews for this, so I thought we'd share them with you. And one okay. of them, I'm, I'm, <laughs> and one of them, I'm really, I don't know what to make of it. So, well, where, where are these reviews from? Yeah, I was going to say where well. they're from. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. So from like, users, and I'm going to try and do this every week, right? just to, <laughs> yeah. you know. So you got yeah. this one here, which is. Okay. Pointless nonsense. All it does is satisfy some strange bloodlust desire in the young. 
Yeah, I really wanted to kill a few few, few yeah. teenagers after I after I came back. So, I did, I did. Yeah. I just went out and just <laughs> got some. Got the some one this reason, one, yeah, the one this one, I'm not going to nails. I just want you to read this one and see All if right. you can actually make sense of it because okay. I'm really not sure. I don't know what the connection is. I hate this movie. It made me Cambodians die, and I. I'm praying for my people and hoping that this movie gets banned from Cambodia. Among your saying, well, he's clearly he's clearly referencing, um, uh, well, uh, Wes Craven's influence of. I, I assume they're from you know South Asian or Cambodian descent of the people who died from their own nightmares, um, which oh, I. Okay. But so I. But again, people I, in Cambodia that die of. Well, no, well, 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 nice. well, well, well. No, I, 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 I don't think it's specifically because they were Cambodian. I, I don't know what upset the Cambodian listeners. That's no, not because really, they, no. because I, I assume I, I, I don't want to get this wrong, but I think okay. I think there was there was something that happened that was that was tragic or, or traumatizing, and a few of them that came over um, to the US afterwards had bad dreams, which led to some of them dying. Yeah, um, I think I think one of them had a had had a heart attack, I believe. Yeah. from their nightmare but while they were asleep i yeah. believe and he was... and this guy thinks that where's craven has kind of gone into that story but i mean if you're it. gonna i mean if you're gonna criticize something based on that you would have to criticize a lot of horror. yeah yeah that's what i was it's, just about to say because it's all based on all, all all that and that's what horror movie, so, movie makers get from i think dan lives near cambodia so, also, I, also, this this movie did not make Cambodians die. I just yeah. want to, I just want to state that. It's Sweden's near this. Cambodia, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I think it's at least a few thousand miles away. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um. Anyway, so I thought I'd share that with you, and kind of, I didn't know there was any people. That, so that's interesting to me. That you'll always find you'll all you'll always find one star reviews for pretty much everything. Um, yeah, but I didn't what. What made it interesting was that there was that Cambodian connection. I was like, they're just pulling. They're they're, 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 they're just trying to find something to. to just trying to confuse like, Kev. Yeah, I'm rotten tomatoes. I'm kind of convinced they're they're trolling, but you know. <laughs> so Jess, what are you going to rate it? Uh, ooh, I'll give it an eight. Yep. I will too. Because give it a nine. Oh, there's one that's going to get higher than that in the series for me. So I'm going to give it an eight. It gives me room to, to grow, basically. So you're going to give it a nine, Larry. Yeah, that's one I, I, I think yes. is great. The, fir- the first one's solid film and definitely, I think, best story-wise in the series structurally. But I agree, like, my personal favourite is later down the line. <laughs> okay, Ewan? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give it an eight as well. I, I I think it's a great film, and I I still really enjoy it. And I re- I mean, people who've listened to previous podcasts know that I'm really into sort of dream logic and and stuff like that, especially in in horror movies. Uh, <laughs> I just said Nick and Bodger. <laughs> I suppose so. Um, <laughs> the 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 one thing I don't like about this film is, um, and it's a really minor thing, but it's when she sets all the traps for Freddy. Um, I'm not. I'm home not alone. a big fan of that. Yeah, it's very Home Alone to me. And yeah. I'm like, you, you, you like trying to capture a dream character. It just, <laughs> it just didn't really make sense to me, and um, it, it, it kind of made up for it by that ending because I think that mm. ending kind of like offers up the idea that. Which ending know, did you watch? 
well the, the, the original i guess the, the one, one that's they go in the the car yeah, yeah the car with, that's with, the, with the stripey yeah yeah and then she's the mother's but pulled out the hole i I, th right. I think that those like um those trap scenes are kind of rectified a bit by by that final thing because it's like yeah. freddie knew along it was almost like he was playing with her sort of thing at least that's how i interpreted the situation yeah, yeah. um but still the kind of like where she was like building the traps i was just like yeah it is quite a bit home alone-ish um mm. but no yeah <laughs> eight for me that's not bad so it's really probably about eight probably about an eight so yeah next week's will be what was it called freddie's revenge next week right okay shall we move on to dan's hot pick this has become a staple now, hasn't it? <laughs> Every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. It's like a motif, a visual okay. motif. <laughs> yeah. So Dan picked A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which I watched the Joe Bob version on Shudder, my VPN. Um, so we explained everything. So you don't need to explain it to me, Larry, at all. <laughs> um, if you watched it, that is. Mm -hmm. oh, I, I actually forgot. I've, I've forgotten that I'd already, I think I'd already seen this because I, I knew that Mark Commode had spoke oh, about it I once and it, and it interested me a bit <clears throat> of what was going on. That's so it's like in the Iranian town, Bad City, a place that reeks of death and loneliness, the townspeople are unaware they have been stalked by a lonesome vampire. Um, I really enjoyed this. I definitely really enjoyed the relationship between the two of them. Mm. Um, the kind of main character, the son and, um, and the vampire mm. lady. Um, I was a bit confused by the cats and things. I'm sure someone <laughs> will explain that to me. Um, yeah, it was just a really interesting film. Joe Bob, it was about, when I watch a Joe Bob film, it's normally about two and a half hours long instead of your usual hour and a half because it, you know, explains a lot more. But apparently this is made in, in the US. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So it was made in the US and then kind of spoke in Iranian. I think, is it Iranian? Is that a language? It's uh, Persian. Persian, okay. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and put out here and... By, by an Iranian, I think, director. I think. I think well, she. I, I. I looked this up. She. She. Um. She actually was born in Margate. I think her family's from Iran, but. Um. But yeah, she was born in Kent. So that's in, like. in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um. I liked it. There was some. There was some good scenes in there. You can see the trailer pretty much explains everything. Um, drug dealer guy was a bit nasty in that, and mate, he manages to get all his drugs. Um. Yeah, but there wasn't much. Was there much storyline to it at all? It was just. It was very much a kind of like. It was a film of sort of almost disparate elements in a way. It was more yeah. about the kind of the world in which she she builds. I I, I would. I actually I actually saw it like. I finished it like a couple of hours ago, so it's quite, okay. quite fresh in the mind for me. But yeah. it's sort of. Um, I mean, I, I really, really liked it. I, I think it's sort of. Um, the, the world that she creates is is very similar to sort of like um eraser head and even like the sound effects are very are yeah. very similar very industrial as well um she calls she, she calls the city bad city um mm. which is quite on the nose i i don't know if it's just because it's like the english translation or whatever but it's quite it's quite on the nose but i liked the fact i, I mean is it, it i would advise in some ways um for people who haven't seen it to 
watch it not as a horror movie more as no, a kind of no. um surreal drama about loneliness yeah. um yeah um because i think i think you get more out of when once you realize that the vampiric element is i mean it's a big part but it's not it's not like all of it sort of thing once you realize that you can kind of lean into i mean i was far more engaged as you said i was far more engaged with the sort of romance between um yeah. the son and the, the the vampire it kind of reminded me a bit of like i don't know a sally rooney novel where it's like she's very kind of I don't know, slightly introverted and sort of, but but quite also quite intelligent and quite sort of passive in, in a weird way. And she's sort of, um, I, I really liked her character because you can see she's sort of like she, she's almost built up to be a kind of a kind of vigilante in in some ways. I mean, there are times when it's like she's almost like Batman. She just sort of like yeah. <laughs> comes yeah, around yeah, the yeah. corner in, in in a sort of um, what what is it called? Is it a uh, but um, it's not a burka. It's a um, uh. It, I think it begins with age. Sorry, apologies, but it's yeah. sort of. Um, but you sort of see her sort of come around the corner and just just appear and disappear, and she's sort of. And there's this great sort of like almost like a Marx Brothers bit where she's imitating like a guy like from across the road, like her, his exact movements and stuff like that. But it's but it's interesting how this film unfolds. You sort of just just sort of like I don't know. You let the different scenes like like happen, and it's I thought it was of... an easy watch. Well, um, the sound it... design as well was yeah. was great. Yeah, I've, that was what, something that really stood out as well. What um, the imagery is really good, and as you say, like the vampire stuff is is very much the backdrop, but not what it's focusing too much it, it, on. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like what they what they use to sort of sell it. If you know what I mean, yeah. it's kind of like um, you know, okay, this is a vampire movie. Okay, we can sell this everywhere if, if we just call it a vampire movie. But it's, it, it takes it's me back to you, dude. Yeah, yeah. What's this USP? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, as you say, the 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 um photography was phenomenal they sort of like um like sort of like um jacked the contrast up so like the shadows are like really really black and sharp and just sort of um really interesting to watch and i i really love sort of modern black and white movies because i think i i think when, when we sort of like as a society we just decided color was better i think we lost something in sort of like cinematic culture in some ways because i think black and white just looks mm. beautiful when you see it yeah. like in, in movies and stuff so i i really liked i really appreciated the fact that they they did that i mean obviously i think inspired by razorhead but also i think there's a kind of uh mythical element to it as well and i think there's a sort of like yeah it's sort of like that, that kind of fantasy and sort of like almost dreamlike but i but i i think i think it's a bit better than a lot like, like you know a lot of people very surreal think, yeah exactly I, it, it's funny how a lot of people say lynchian to mean like oh it's like it's set in a dream and stuff like that but really it's like that sense of like unease and mystery and especially with all the industrial stuff happening in the background you can sort of like see a bit of like twin peaks and the sort of stuff like and the sort yeah. of oil refined and and um just a great shot of it. I don't know. I don't know. Is this like a ravine or a dried up river where they just like chuck bodies? In. Yeah. It's one of the, like the first shots, and it's like that. That's that's a really like haunting shot because you just realise that no one cares. It's a very sort of nihilistic society, and in, 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 you know wherever this is. It sets um, the tone as well for like for that like the tone of not what the whole film is going to be, but it, like you say, it sets that tone and kind of gets you prepared for what comes in it, in the film. Mm. and it's sort of like and him as well he's like he's almost like james dean or he's like sort of modeled on uh, like uh, after like james dean with that sort of like i don't know the sort of dark glasses the sort of facial structure is is very similar and he's sort of like he's also wearing a leather jacket which is a bit more of a brando as well but that kind of um but you realize that he's not that 
when you first see him, you, he's sort of like almost like a character in a modern Western and you think he's really cool and stuff like that. But then you realize that he's not, he's not cool at all. And he's actually a very lonely person. It's like when he was at the, um, he went, he goes to like a, a club party with someone he quite fancies, who's like sort of a, a class above him sort of thing. And you realize that she's not really interested in him. He's, she's just sort of playing with him slightly. And he just sort of goes back to that sort of well of loneliness, which I think a lot of the characters, like there's even that shot, which I think we just, just saw where it's just a, a person dancing with a balloon. And it's like, again, that, that, that scene goes on for quite, quite a while, probably a minute or two, but you can sort of see in that, that's sort of like the symbolism of just like, this is a society where just everyone's lonely and miserable and they can't quite leave anything. And I mean, no wonder the dad is a fucking heroin addict because I, I, I mean, I'd probably be an addict in that, in that kind of place. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it's uh, but I thought it was a it was a wonderful film. I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. It was it was just a a nice watch. I think there were some scenes in it. Some of the when she was feeding was quite good. The way her body moved and things. And did you watch it, Jess? No, I don't. She don't watch Dan's hot picks for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I think you'd like this one. It's very very yeah. good. You should. Dan Dan's hot picks are they're different. They they're good. They're totally different most of the time. Um, this dash cam film, I know Dan's put that forward for next week, and I know there are two versions, and I think both have come out recently because uh, our friends on the final guys, I think someone may have watched both. Um, so we've got to make sure we get the one with Annie Hardy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, so sorry, Dan, there you go, <laughs> Jess. Upset face, yeah. I, mean, I think I think you might like dash cam, Jess. So we'll see. See if I can get that. Um, Shall we move on to what we watched this week? What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? Oh, right. Shall I go first? Sure. Yesterday, I went to the cinema. I got. um, I was trying to book to to our local showcase cinema deluxe to watch the black phone and i couldn't get any seats well i could get a seat and i could get my son a seat but it would have been miles apart yeah. so anyway so we weren't going to go and then i kind of looked on views website and we've got one not that far away from us never been there five pound a ticket i thought this is a wind up in it um which is madness because it was 12 at showcase so but what right, i'll book it see what happens and i booked for me and my son and my mate and his daughter and we went and watched it it was literally four tickets for just under 20 pounds which is incredible in this time because i filled my van up the other day and it cost me 100 pounds um so you would have thought prices would be going up but i can tell you one thing that cinema is absolutely rammed all the time so they're doing something right drop the prices you know people watching it so what did i think of the black phone have you guys seen it no yes i this is my favorite film of the year I, i'm not joking I, I i had a little bit of a feel of it at times i suppose there's this youngsters in it and missing people and that that kind of feel to it um but i was just so amazed at how good it was that the actors the, the younger guys especially the girl were absolutely fantastic um so it's basically a story let me get my little uh my little banner up uh, 
So Finney's a shy but clever 13-year-old boy is abducted by a sadistic killer and trapped in a soundproof basement where screaming is of little use. Um, so there's kids going missing and being taken by someone and never seen again, basically. And this is a film about what's actually happening to them. Um, and Finney, he's from quite a violent home as well, as well as his, his daughter, who, who actually his daughter can, uh, not his daughter, sorry, his sister, should get that right. Um, she has dreams where she has images of things that have gone on. So maybe she can she see things that have gone in the past. Um, yeah, so Finney gets abducted and it's that story. I don't want to give it away to everyone out there because you can see enough in the trailer and, you know, to know enough. But for me, I'm giving it 10 bonus. Um, it's my favourite film of the year so far, especially at the cinema. It was my son's probably first, he's 15 now, and this was rated 15 in the UK. Um, he really enjoyed it as well. Um, and it was his first horror movie at the cinema. Which was what I won to go and see. I think mine may have been Silence of the Lambs, I think. Or may, you know, I remember seeing Jaws when I was about five. So I suppose <laughs> that's kind of a horror movie in itself. But mm. cinema wise, I think it was Silence of the Lambs. Um, it's just amazing. I might go and see it again, yeah, Jess, if you're up for it. Fiverr, yeah. easy. Um, it's just. I think it's great. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what you think, Larry, because uh, and, and why you wouldn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really get confused in this. Do you, do you get that? Mm. I was the only thing that confused me is the window scene because he pulled the metal bars off. Well, I think there was a glass window up there as well, mm. um, and how he got it all fitted back up there again. So that, that can confuse me a little bit. But I think it's pretty much perfect. I read this book a long time ago, and um. It is a bit different. But then I listened to a podcast recently. I think Mick Garris podcast I listened to. And those guys who made this film were talking about it and, and how much they thought about the actors and things that were in it. Um, maybe that's why I went to see it, because I was really pleased with that, like how that interview went. But Larry, come on. What do you think? Um, so it's it's shot well. I I don't think it's a spoiler to say this that Ethan Hawke it surprised me how little he is in the film. Yeah. He's really not in it a lot other than what you see in the trailers. Um I liked that aspect. I think for me it just fell a bit flat because especially like with I mean an only other example I can give is I I feel the exact same way on it how I do with Sinister which you know it's it's good it's definitely i would i don't I, d I did see one review for it that was like really bashing it and i will agree that it's it's not at all like that but for me and i i don't know i think it's just where you I see a lot of horrors it takes a lot for something to really stand out and it was the same reaction i had with sinister where a lot of people would say like oh my god this is the this is a great film it's a great horror movie it's one of the best i've seen and then when watching it it's like it's, it's all right you know it's it's okay um i also think that i agree with you that you should go into the if you don't know the story go into it blind because i think that that will add so much to it i did like, with me like yeah i knew the basic storyline from reading yeah. the, the joe hill book but like 
there is also the writers screenplay yeah. and things that so they've added a lot to it. Yeah. Um, about his childhood and things. Um, yeah. This this is certified by eighty four percent fresh, mm. and it's got an audience score of ninety percent, Larry. Mm. So you're wrong. <laughs> it's only just come out. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, I, hey, I tell you the best one is when we get on to my next film. How that's dropped. Yeah. From what it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know what's coming with that one. But yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I'll just say, like it's not terrible. But I just I've seen some reviews that are like, oh my god, this this film is going to change cinema. It's like, oh fuck off. No, it's not. Like, <laughs> it's like it's for oh, me. I, it only cost a fiver. <laughs> So oh, no, it's, it's changed my cinema view, view that i think that's good that viewers still doing that because cinema it's nowadays grand. if you want just one ticket it, you sometimes you can pay like 16 18 quid well yeah, and then yeah, if i mean like, IMAX, pounds, like literally literally i mean when i'm in london it's it's ridiculous and it's funny because i i think of um because the view cinemas in london are like 10 quid and i think that's cheap because because yeah. <laughs> mostly they're like 17 quid a ticket mm. and just like uh, depending which cinema i go to obviously but um yeah always uh, well, whenever it's, it's i need something to, well. yeah yeah whenever i need something just just to watch and just get out of the way i, I just don't I, I don't need the full experience i just go yeah go for you yeah. how, how long's Jurassic world been out uh it came uh, out june the 10th yeah. So I went to a view today, and it was five or a ticket, no seats left, and that was at two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. And I think the one before was similar because I couldn't get a ticket for that. Um, so they're doing something right because well, all those the, people, all those people are buying food and drinks. It's and, the brand, it's the name, and it's the three actors who've come back from the original. Yeah, I was going to say. I think it, all the the formula works, <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's a closing chapter. I mean, as a cinema, as through, the yeah. cinema itself, being able to. Oh do right. That. If mean... they were charging twelve pound a ticket, I don't think that would have been half full, especially as no. it's two, three weeks into. It's just convenient as well, though, because you're like, oh, yeah. cinema, and especially if you're going to go see a film where you, you know you don't know really what to expect and you're taking a bit of a chance on it. Like, you know, screw it. I'll go to the cinema. If you go to the cinema and you spend like 18 quid and the film is dog shit, you just yeah. feel robbed. Yeah. Whereas if you go and see a film for a fiver and you come out of it going like, Oh, it wasn't good. You, you can sit there and go, it's all right. It's a fiver. You know? It's a fiver. Although, exactly. although I find it hilarious when, um, I mean, I, I, I don't, cause a lot of the, lot of the critics, um, against, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of one of them in, in some ways in that I, I didn't much like Jurassic World Dominion, but there were a lot of critics who gave it like one star and they get tickets for free. So it's kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it's a weird, well, it, it's, it's we, a weird balance. Should we talk about that now then? Cause I might as well go on to my second one. Cause I'm not going to do any, I've watched a few horrors this week, but I might as well talk about Jurassic World Dominion. Um, so I took my two sons, younger ones and their friend today. Um, to see it, uh, I've been meaning to go for a while, and they keep moaning at me to go. So yeah, again, five hour ticket. Why not? We go. We go to view. Went at two o'clock today. Did I like it? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I I, I haven't made my mind up yet. Hasn't all? It's, there's a lot going on in this film. Mm. There's a lot of characters. I think. Some of the CG wasn't great. No. Um, it was long. My ass was hurting at the end of it. So, like, like you know, I'm going to shimmy a bit. 
so I, I don't know if I like it or not. There were some great scenes. I think some of the the bike when he's on a motorbike and that yeah. that seemed to go on forever, but it, it was it was good mm. and it kept going. Um, you know, now humans can speak to raptors, which is amazing. Um, yeah, it was, it was just I don't know. Didn't quite understand it all, but the kids liked it. And I didn't get bored of it. It was just like really, really long. And and I think is that it? Is that it for the series? Is it done? Well, there's bound to be like a spin-off or something. Are they going to try and capitalize on? Oh, as far as this series is concerned, the, yeah. The, the locust thing pissed me off. I didn't really understand that. If, if I'm just, being perfectly honest, I, I, I still haven't seen it. I still haven't right. seen oh, it. Oh Jesus, Larry! Well, no, it's been well. It goes on to the seg after you've. With this, yeah. that segues perfectly onto what I've watched. Because, <laughs> <laughs> but I, there I is, don't know. There's some interesting creatures in it. There's some great characters. That the 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 uh, pilot, she's great in it. Um, you know, it, I don't, I don't know what to say. Maybe I need to see it again. But yeah, that that scene we're seeing now on the screen with the bikes and the raptors that, that have been trained to follow lasers. So if you point your laser at a person, that raptor is going to get that person. Yeah, it's going to keep it, going it, for it. it, it. it, it it's funny, really. It, 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 uh, <laughs> I think um, how much you enjoy this film is how much you're willing to accept and go along with. And because I mean, I love I love Jurassic Park, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. But I think the, the the first two of this trilogy of this trilogy, so Jurassic World and um, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, they annoyed me substantially more than this one, because I think with this one I'm just like, okay, I'm just accepting whatever bullshit you're gonna throw at me, and I was pleasantly surprised that it didn't annoy me too much. So I mean, I I I, I mean, my personal view, I'll probably give this one like six boners, like three stars. Yeah, I'll like give it six, of, six or seven. Um, because it's just sort of like I, I I did have I did have fun with it, even though I spent a lot of time just sort of like uh, all that stuff. But um, I I like seeing the the three of them reunited, which is probably a very sort of like fan service thing to say, and it's basic. But because those actors are so good, it kind it kind of works. They were good, like, weren't they? they, they it's not they were it's, good. it's not like because um, even though I like. Um, the latest Spider-Man and how they sort of reunited the different Spider-Men. <laughs> Spoiler, um, but, uh, but, the, but oh. yeah, but you can <laughs> see sort of like Tobey Maguire. He's he's just not. I just feel like he's not Peter Parker in that in that film. He's just being Tobey Maguire. He's just like <laughs> been told to act like that. If you know what I mean. Yeah, come back Whereas, on set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please. Whereas with Jurassic World, you can see those characters, those actual characters are returning as opposed to the actors just like coming back. So I think it's good from that. It's all right. It's good. It's all right from. So. That was it for me. That's what I've watched this week. Loads more, but I'll save it for next week. Um, cool. Have you watched anything, Jess? Uh, I watched the last episode, well, latest episode of Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel good. again. Uh, I haven't watched it yeah. yet either. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for it all to come out, though, now, because I've missed two, so I'm just going to binge watch it. We've missed three now. Oh, well, we no, so I, I watched the first one and thought right. it, was, it was good, but no, it's really good. Um, I do find it's quite predictable for me, at least. Uh, like, kind of as soon as the character's introduced, you can kind of tell where they're going to go with them. Uh, but I still really enjoyed it. But yeah, and then I started playing a new game, uh, which is like a multiplayer 
it's a bit like Terraria crossed with kind of Stardew, um, those kinds of vibes. Mm. Uh, and I've just been playing that for like the everyday. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, nice. Really <laughs> I'll tell you what it's I have core been. Keeper. Core Keeper. Core Keeper. Yeah, there's okay. like a core. Like a yeah. You keep thing. it. And you keep it. That's it. That's the game. <laughs> Find that yeah. core and keep it. Yeah. I've, been, I've been on Resident Evil 3 because they updated it. So I, I kicked back into that and I've been playing that a lot. That's just a lot of fun still. Never gets boring. I don't think that one. I will move on to 4. So I'm waiting for a remake of 4, actually. There's, that's not no, I think there's one there. coming out, but um, yeah. they're working on it, I think. Yeah. I like the set, no, number seven, but in VR, but I kept getting ill. I play it for ten minutes, then feel ill for about two hours. So. I still haven't, I still haven't embraced the VR experience yet. Because oh, I, for, for specifically like the, I feel like if I played Resi Seven in VR, I just, I just be as thin a ball of. It's anxiety amazing. It is absolutely anxiety, especially. Mm. Oh, but then I start getting ill when I'm moving about. Yeah, but it is, it is really very good. It looks amazing. Um, so Ewan, what you been up to? What you been watching? Uh, yeah, so I this week I had to I had to write up a sort of a preview for Blonde, which is a new film coming out about Marilyn Monroe, and it's uh, written and directed by um, Andrew Dominic. And I hadn't watched many films by Andrew Dominic, um, and. Um, I decided. <laughs> I just said, "Cool, cough, cold keeper." We made these up. Oh, Jess, right in the chat. Cool. What is it? What is this? Core like? keeper. Core. core. Like the Earth's core. Yeah. yeah. Core. Yeah. <laughs> so. Sounds like so, an action hero from the 80s. Yeah. Core. Core. Keeper. So, yeah, I, I decided to watch um, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, which is quite a, quite a famous, well, I say famous, sort of quite it was nominated for a bunch of oscars and i remember i um my sister texted me once saying she was at a party and she said that so that she was talking to a guy who's a who's a big film fan and he was said uh, he apparently he said ask your brother what your favorite what his favorite film from 2007 was um and i said there'll be blood and he said, no, no, he's wrong. It's Assassination of uh, Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. So I was intrigued to watch this, um, expecting it to be better than There Will Be Blood, which is probably not not the best way to, to, to go into a film because There Will Be Blood is one of the best films ever. Um, it's, it's a, a, it's a pretty... It is a pre- uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> Assassination of Jesse James is a pretty pretty decent film, very inspired by Terrence Malick, I would say, um, like sort of Days of Heaven, sort of. It's, it's a Western. It's about these... Um, uh train robbers um and as you can tell by the title it's about the assassination of one of these major train robbers by um robert ford or played by casey affleck um brad pitts plays jesse james and i i i enjoyed a lot of it but i thought i i didn't understand why i was meant to be they tried to the film tries to get you to care about jesse james as like an empathetic character but i just never even though he's a very interesting character i just found i i, I couldn't get emotionally involved with him mainly because he like you know he murdered murders people <laughs> and i'm just like okay it's an interesting character but you're he did it for money though didn't he yeah it did it That's for money right. 
but I, but I just I just didn't I, but you know I just did yeah I just didn't understand why I was meant to be like emotionally involved in the film is like when he gets yeah. to that final point you're expected to like care for the fact that he's about to die and I'm just like I don't you know kill him fine just kill him and then it go draws it out like for for some reason like Zoe Deschanel was in like the like the final five minutes and he's like oh what are you doing there but I guess it's like 2007 so it's probably a, a lower offer but um yeah it's fine it's directed quite beautifully in the visual it's um. So cinematography by Roger Deakins, so you're obviously going to get a very visually enhanced experience, and it's a very well shot movie. But I kind of expected more, but I, you know, give it four stars or eight bonus. It's it's, it's fairly well. Um, Casey Affleck is he in anything at these days? Um, he's in he's in a really good film, uh, Manchester by the Sea. Manchester by the Sea, he was, oh, he's quite good in that. Okay. He's he's yeah. been in he's been in a sort of um, I I I, I don't want to go into like the sort of legitimacy of allegations but he ha he's has he's had his own me too sort of um oh, okay. scandal recently um uh mainly by brie larson actually brie larson has, has like sort of take, really taken against him um but oh, that, that's that's a yeah. that, that, but that's a possibility why he hasn't been in many i think he's, he's still yeah. working but he's sort of um yeah he's sort of a bit I don't know. He's on the edge. It's probably at KFC or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I KFC. watched. Um, yeah, KFC. And then I watched um, uh, one more time with feeling, which is a a really sort of um, poignant and like a documentary about Nick Cave. Um, they made it after this is it's really depressing, but um, Nick Cave's fifteen year old son died like quite quite suddenly. And this film is basically about um, Nick Cave's uh, attempts to make a studio album after his son died. And so it's a really sort of, it, it's a really sad documentary, but I would say it was definitely probably in my top five of like best documentary films, like up there with like Act of Killing and Bowling for, Col Bowling for Columbine and stuff like that. Because it's just really, it's a really intense, um, I think it's is nearly it real. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, right, yeah. Okay. But... Yeah, it's about him making this album, and right. I, I and um, I think Andrew Dominic does get does show trauma very well, or at least and grief in that you you're not given a sort of like a kind of easy resolution at the end sort of thing. Like, oh yeah, even though my son's dead, oh I, I can still find happiness here. It's very this, much a kind of no. This I, video I, I'm is never gonna... is, uh, is. I don't know. Oh, Larry was so still then for a while. <laughs> but it's um it's a really it's a really intense film i mean i i i definitely give this five stars or ten bonus it's sort of uh you, you sort of get really into the the mute the, oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh dad <laughs> i love dad he's great he just pops up when he's feeding <laughs> so dan's but that's what my wife used to say one more time with feeding. Yeah, that's that'll be a great review. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I'd recommend it watching <laughs> that. If you want a depressing evening alone, I'd I'd recommend watching that. Um, I've also watched um, uh, Sherwood, which is a new sort of BBC detective drama, which has really sort of blown me away. Really, it's sort of um, uh, about Sherwood Forest. Well, well, it's set near Sher Sherwood Forest, so it's, it's set Hood in. There. Well, no, no, he hasn't got problems with it, but it's it's right. set in Nottinghamshire, uh, um, yeah. and it's um it's about this. Uh, it's sort of loosely based on uh, a couple of murders that happened that may or may not have been inspired by um, a sort of uh, a sort of schism uh, 
of sort of um, between coal miners or coal strikers rather and coal miners and stuff like that. And it's basically a detective drama set um, in the present day, but with all the, all that like trauma from like 1984, which um, which kind of like parallels and stuff like that. Um, I think it's a really solid British drama. And I, I feel like this is only, only a, there's been lots of talk about at the moment about like um banishing the license fee and um uh making the bbc into a streaming platform and stuff like that but i sort of worry that a lot of these shows like sherwood would get axed because of like if it was turned into streaming it would be like we're going to appeal to the global audience and it's going to be stuff like the crown and stuff like that whereas i think sherwood shows british identity far more um realistically and far more with clarity and i think the sort of the turns that this series makes is is just so there's so much profundity behind them and so much intensity um tv license right just on that i don't really watch anything on bbc other than maybe a christmas day episode of eastenders and i really don't think that's worth me paying Whatever it is, I know I'm paying for it, but I don't even know what it is. It goes Larry. Um, <laughs> so, what is it now? TV license, hundred and what pound a yeah, year? Yeah, it's about. I think it's about hundred and twenty, something like that. It's probably. That's right. It's, how much is Netflix? Probably about the same, isn't it? Well, Netflix is about fifteen a month, I think. Is it um, now? Yeah. yeah, but I think I think you get a lot. I mean, I mean, fair enough if you don't. Like I don't. I don't see content. it at all. So, but really. uh, <laughs> but I think. But I think there are just so many. There are so many. B, there's so much BBC stuff that is incredible. Mm. That I feel like people are sort of slightly missing out on. It's not just like a lot of people think it's like just the news or whatever. And there's a kind of I don't know sort of BBC bias and sort of that situation. But the programs they produce are so um, wonderful. And obviously now because the license fee is essentially being. Um, or at least the BBC, in terms of last few years, is being axed. Um, the BBC have had to cut lots of stuff because that's that's how. Why is it um, being axed, Dave? Wasn't that to do with a lot of bias stuff in the it past? Was, and now well, people are saying, "Well, we don't want it well, anymore." I suppose it depends on your point of view. Uh, the, exactly. the fact that it's, but well, yeah, but it's like the, because it's a conservative government. This is only my point of view, but yeah. because um, the BBC have often gone against the conservative government. Yeah. Um, a lot of the Tories, I, I think, a lot are, are very upset about that. So they've been trying to get the BBC axed for years, yeah. um, and now they finally found an opportunity. But it's funny with Nadine Dorries. This is going completely off tangent. Nadine Dorries yeah. is the culture secretary. Um, she's she just clearly doesn't know anything about TV, um, and she's trying to sort of get Channel Four privatized. And she keeps on saying things like. Oh yeah, this is the best for Channel Four. Channel Four actually want this, and then Channel Four come out later and just say, "No, we don't want this at all. <laughs> this is how this is about it." Because it's like you know, when you've got something that's a public service, it's supposed to cater towards everyone, and often that um, um, opens it up to more possibilities. Which I think Sherwood, in particular, I don't think Sherwood would be made by someone like Netflix because I think it's a very concentrated area up north where people speak, you know, um, not, um, uh, not 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 sort of RP or, as you know, in the south sort of thing where the, that's the sort of global perception of what Britain is. Whereas here, because it's a public service, it's like, yeah, we need to show stories that are set up north and go out to a whole broad audience because that's sort of, that's sort of showing the how legitimate um, Britain is. And I think that's why programs like Sherwood oh, are so, so valuable. It's, it's a tricky one because it's going to end up happening. 
Isn't well, it? So, well, it depends on whether there's a change of government in the next few years. But um, let's hope. Wow, uh, you never know. I don't care um, either way. Like, like, <laughs> honestly, I, I don't. They don't do anything. Any of them? None of them do anything. Really, I don't trust any of them. Um, and did I vote last time? Probably not. I'm probably added into the problem, aren't I? Um, but I don't know. You know, I was brought up. There was a lot. It was a Labour government for a long, long time, mm. um, and yeah, it wasn't great then, and it's certainly not great now. So, you know, yeah, BBC, if it needs funding, somehow it needs funding now. If it's yeah, Labour's ITV or whatever, then you know they need to have adverts, I suppose. Yeah, Fund maybe. maybe. So I'm sure people will still watch the. Yeah. Um, also anyway, speaking. Politics yeah. is we don't do politics <laughs> on the bones of our podcast. Quite that many, quite seventy episodes before, and it didn't bode well. So, uh, so but, yeah. Um, but also speaking of Netflix, um, I did. I have been watching Gilmore Girls again. Um, I think this is my my, my third rewatch of Gilmore Girls, um, just because it's a really sort of charming pleasant escapist thing to just sort of stick on in the mornings um it's uh, but i also think i also think i think it also has a kind of reputation of being a guilty pleasure um for for some good reasons but i I actually think it's a genuinely well-written show um and i think uh i i think there's lots of joy to be experienced in in re-watching this kind of thing and it's about um um a sort of 32 year old mother who has a 16 year old daughter and it's about her raising her and there's sort of there's a sort of like class imbalances and stuff i mean not really because it's sort of that sort of like american version of like destitute which is like i still have a big house and everything but i complain about like the mortgage you know that's that sort of thing um but i I, but i I still recommend it I, i think it's a it's a brilliant show um also and i and i expect lawrence has things to say about this if he if he's um still around on the screen he's been sort of facing in now he's there but, um... you can hear us larry yeah he's, he's typing away there yeah he's cra- <laughs> i think the videos are making him crash jess so we need to just hold off there isn't on... any more videos because larry didn't no. send me any so yeah that... <sighs> the no thing worries, is we got, a, we got a i can now, just hear people... you but it hurts massively um so that i mean the last thing is i I finished um obi-wan kenobi hold on i'll try i'll try (laughs) (laughs) we just kicked him (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i i finished obi-wan kenobi um and i've got to say i was very disappointed by it to be honest um uh as far as we're concerned it's a it's a limited back. series oh he's back is he back uh, oh no his sound off. is awful oh 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 bye larry oh my god bye, bye. oh, uh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. something larry uh, back hello oh. <laughs> only the black screen <laughs> he says sort of hello oh yes okay oh, yeah. we can hear it that, I don't know if you if you know this. Larry's on dial-up, everyone. So, uh, <laughs> he's, yeah. yeah, he's got a, he's got a tin can and a bit of string. That's his communications. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you would yeah, Obi Wan. I, I haven't seen I haven't seen any of them. 
Yeah, no, it sort of it, it sort of showed promise. Um, and I sort of like was watching it kind of out of guilty pleasure because I have such a sort of childhood attachment to the characters. So like Anakin Skywalker, who's now Darth Vader, and Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, this this is quite fun, but. I, I just feel like it's it was poorly written, it was poorly directed, and I feel like there were so many scenes where it just didn't like gel. There, there was a whole the whole scene where they flash back, um, they flash back to like a a kind of a nice duel between Obi Wan and Anakin, but Anakin's been like de aged, um, Hayden Christensen's been de aged to like look like he's from Episode Two, and it just doesn't work really. And it's almost like they did that scene just it was like in Hayden Christensen's contract because Hayden Christensen is mostly under Darth Vader. So you don't see much of him except in this scene where he's de-aged and it's just like it just doesn't work at all. And and there was Hang this on. bit where they they have like a lot a light. <laughs> I should tell you image again. And there's. There's a bit in the final episode of Obi-Wan where. <laughs> where. Um, they have a lightsaber battle again and it just feels like again yeah it's forced well yeah because we we had a massive one in episode three and i just feel like they're just trying to emulate that but not as well and with none of the emotional stakes and just and we know what's going to happen we know that neither of them are going to die because they survived to episode four and it's almost like there's no point. I mean, I, I feel like they could have done something dramatically interesting with Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I feel like I, I feel like the script was very rushed. I feel like they didn't know what they were doing. I feel like you've got people there who who don't really understand the law or or the um sort of intensity of those prequels. And I feel like you, you just you just don't get much from this series as 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 you kind of hope because I feel I feel like this has been in development for years. I feel like people were talking about it when Lawrence and I were at university, you know, and it's sort of I feel like what we get is is not much really. It's quite it's quite mediocre and it's not not it's it's entertaining, but it's not it's not brilliant. So yeah, that's about that's about it. Well I don't think we're gonna get much out of Larry tonight, to be honest. Um again Dan saying be more cat fantastic piece of film you need to see it i think you're in you haven't seen it have you well oh that what which which film what the 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 one you keep showing me yeah the, the one you get every week <laughs> <laughs> i'll follow on twitter as well he's actually a very interesting character so uh hello the, oh he's next... back oh, there he is my it. god Go on. are you gonna Fuck are you gonna talk that video whatever it did <laughs> It literally <laughs> loaded up and then all of you just froze. And I was like, you know, I thought, oh, okay, <laughs> internet connection, probably, <laughs> probably my, my internet. No, no, just the whole site then comes up going like, there is something wrong. We are looking into this now. I'm like, it's the fuck. And then, and then I joined. Did back. they bring you up, Larry? No, there's no, an issue. there's an issue, Larry. It came up, it came up and it was like trying to do the whole thing of like, oh, give it, you know, let us know your feedback, right? And I was like, and I was like, I was like, there's not really much I can do. I was like, if it was, you know, if it's a connection problem, disconnected everything, all oh. together, and it's like all good. And I was like, oh, I'm back in. I got back in. Could hear you guys absolutely fine. I, I could hear someone. Someone went like, oh, he's back. And then another video comes up, and it just goes. And I was just like, stop. Ah! So anyway, we could hear you. Fuck! Yeah, 
Yeah, no, because no, this, but this is. I uh, apologies for what I'm gonna do, but this is all I could hear. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I was literally going like I kept going like. That sounded like my whistle, my death whistle thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that that, no, that literally. <laughs> that, and what was it? Was Sorry to the audio <laughs> listeners. Yeah, it was. The thing is, I could tell. I could tell who was talking at the time because the tones of voice of that screen would change. Yeah. So I was just had this video fucking just glitching with just hearing like <laughs> and I was just like <sighs> but anyway so Larry Jurassic, what yeah. did you watch this week what did you watch this week we've moved on from Jurassic World by the way about 20 minutes ago I was oh, <laughs> I remember that <laughs> I saw it was funny though as well because you guys you guys were frozen on one bit and Dan's comment came up and I was just like fuck off come on man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like but anyway, um, yeah, no, I have watched Jurassic Park. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that was it. Was frozen like that. I was just like, I was just like, I was like, I, I was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. So oh, I, I watched, I watched um, Jurassic Park uh, one, two, and three. Um, nice. Watched them with uh, Rhea. She hadn't seen um, the second or the third one. Um, so it was like, okay, the first Rhea. one is literally my Rhea's, Rhea's the legend from last week. Who said yeah, who ten, messaged him? He said that ten ten <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know, I do. I do I need, I do really need... know what the ass cup is. No, well, it's, <laughs> it's, it needs a yeah. sip from it, whatever it is. I, I need, <laughs> I need my own ass cup just so that then I can just sit I was there. And... For you guys. I actually found one. Uh, on ASOS, so I was. You know the ass cup. Just oh, had yes, an ass cup, cup, didn't she? That yeah. Cup, yeah. Yeah, but I don't sell that one anymore. But I found another one, so. We we'll get Larry an ass cup then. For Christmas. Yeah. Now to calm down. Again. Nah. Calm down or... I want. I, I want uh, an ass. Boob cup. Oh. <laughs> just uh, I just want an ass. I just want an ass. Yeah. End of story. I don't want to sit from a bloody cup. I want an ass. Oh. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> What? There you go. Larry, there you go. Larry, I'm sure we'll um, try and sort something out for you. So, <laughs> I, I think I think I think um, there's a there's a human centipede joke in there somewhere. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Oh, jeez, I don't want that kind of ass. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I watched. So I watched the the first three. I, the first one's literally my favorite film of all time. Um, absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, we watched we watched those. Um, we watched The Shining. Nice. Uh, hadn't seen The Shining. We watched the extended edition. 4K? Um, no, because when they released that 4K one, I know that there was like an issue. A lot of people had I've an issue. Oh, yeah, I don't, know. Nice. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Catching um, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know whether or not the 4K is the extended or if they didn't. Because I know I read some reviews and a lot of people complained that their copies weren't. It, it is extended. It, it, it is for mine, which which is the one that um, Kev's got now. But it's but it's it's difficult because they because yeah. again they have various versions, so it's it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I do need a high speed HDMI uh, cable. This version, apparently. I, I think Larry's frozen again. again. All right, Larry. Mm. Yeah, so it was good. Dan's asking what is happening. Crimes against so, the yeah. future. He's a bit mad. You watch what? <laughs> I'm so confused. He's delayed. He's delayed. Can speak speak now, Lawrence? Oh, I can hear you guys. You you guys are all good. You're you're slightly delayed though. 
Yeah, there's a delay. I can see your mouth you, moving. You guys, oh, no. You, you, oh, no. you guys what are all happening? good for me. What's going on? I can oh, hear you fine. Wait, wait speak Let's... now. <laughs> I think it's That's, all right now. I, yeah, I can, I, can, I can see and hear you fine. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Is there a delay? <laughs> I don't know. I can see. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I just, the, the show's just I think it's breaking down. I think it's down. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what's going on. I yeah, can hear and see you guys fine. <laughs> it's like a bad dub Chinese thing going on. Like, like your lips are moving, your, your I, voice is I, a bit. I, like, I, not... I, I, I can hear you guys fine. <laughs> Hang on, we've got <laughs> IT on. on. We've got IT for you. Oh, oh, he's gone. Right, we've got we've got IT now. Has he tried to restart his computer? <laughs> I think he's giving it a go. I'm oh, turning on and off again. <laughs> Right, so we're, we're gonna have to crack on. Like, this is all so, yeah. So, so next week, our episode eighty-six is gonna be a nightmare on Elm Street. They call it part two. Yeah. Let's let Larry in. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, there you go. Larry. So we're actually finishing the show now. Yeah. <laughs> he can't hear us. Oh my gosh! So next week will be our episode. <laughs> yeah. I can hear you guys fine and see you fine. I don't know what's happening on your end. No, I can hear you. I can. <laughs> right, that's it. I can we hear you and see fine though. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I guess it must be delayed for you or something. I don't know. It's probably a problem. I'll I can try leaving again. <laughs> we're we're ending. <laughs> I don't well, we're having a few issues on the show this week. We've never had one this week. It's very entertaining. So let's let's boot him off. Hang on, there we go. So Episode 86 oh. next week, Nightmare on Elm Street, part two, Freddy's Revenge. What was Dan's hot pick again? It was it Dash was Cam, wasn't it? Dash Cam, starring oh. someone. Um, there are two of them, so we're probably one of us will watch both. Oh, dear. That's funny. That Can't wait to watch this back. That is very yeah. funny, Larry. It'll probably come out perfect on the recording. Maybe, maybe. Oh, I bet you. Stupid. It's done yeah. it before. It's done it before. Um, yeah, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's the uh, Bones Horror Pod. Um, Instagram, Bones Horror Pod. There he is. We're wrapping it up now, Larry. Um, and then <laughs> you can email us at the Bones Horror Pod at gmail.com. God, this is going to be a terrible podcast. Um, <laughs> hang on, we got just to see, I don't know if you got to see that from Dan. Um, yeah, so all right, so um, yeah, we'll be back next week. All that, so uh, thank you very much for putting up with us for the last few minutes. If you've got this far, I know Dan's logged off now, so uh, he's done with it. So uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week with our episode 86. Thanks for listening and watching. See you later. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.